Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode of Friendshipping is sponsored by Backblaze. Get unlimited computer backup for Macs or PCs just for $6 a month? What? what? Backup documents, music, photos, videos, drawings, podcasts, projects, all of your data. Restore files anywhere you have internet. Even if you're off the grid, we can overnight a hard drive to you with your backup on it. I have no new jokes about that. Well, I think I've said it all at this I'm point. I'm laughing because I've become the little John of your <laughs> Backblaze ad. Keep going. And only this ad. Yeah. Okay. Over 40 billion files restored. Yeah! <laughs> Get yourself a free fully featured trial at backblaze.com slash CPC. Make sure you visit backblaze.com slash CPC so they know where you came from and continue to support the show. Go there, play with it, start protecting yourself from bad times. Start today. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? You've just been sitting on that impression that whole time. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Oh, roommates. Roommate communication styles. Yeah, there's... Roomies. Yeah. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. Oh, hello, you. Hey, I just got back from Trincation, and boy, I sure was sick for a week and a half of it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I probably gave that to you. Sorry about that. You know, I don't know if you, if you did, just because it was so intense. This is how intense the sickness was. And I think it was a cold, which is odd. So, spoiler alert, I threw up. Oh. But here's why. <laughs> I threw up because I blew my nose so hard that the air pressure in my head went wonky three different times, and I fell on the ground dizzy throwing up. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, thank you. Your body was just in, like, freak-out mode. It was so angry. Wow. I slept so much. I Because I remember when you were sick, and you're like, yeah, I had two days where I was just, like, sleeping. I had four days where I thought I may have had I have mono. Oh, or, my God. I don't know. Are you finally feeling better? I do. I do feel better. Um, I had two days of my planned vacation, which is a weekend. <laughs> you got a weekend. I got a weekend out wow, of it. Wow, hallelujah. Nice. And yet, I regret that I did not work on the weekend over on my projects because now I am behind. Man, I feel that. Since we got some updates on our book timeline, Trin, I told my partner, I was like, I think I need to, uh, until it's time to work on revisions for the book and we're not there yet, I think I need to like get out of the city for a weekend. Yeah, get the fuck out. I need like a true break. Like, And I won't take a true break break if I'm close to my computer or my home. Yes. Or anywhere. And like, right? Like, I need to go somewhere. I want to go to a cabin. Jan, oh, well, I have the opposite of that. I was like, I'm going to be in New York for a week. If you just want to like fly in and sleep in my bed for a couple of days. <laughs> oh, well, maybe. Now <laughs> I kind of do. Yeah. Like, just like, oh my God, Jen. Jen and Trin take Manhattan. <laughs> Your favorite city. Oh my God. Okay, so every as everyone knows, I Trin loves New York, York City. More than, oh man. You know how I feel about New York City? I feel about New York City the way that the, it went down in the 1990s Pace uh, Salsa commercial. Do you ever see that? You're much younger than me. So there's this Pace Salsa commercial with these cowboys sitting around uh, a fire. And they're eating Tostitos or something like that. And they're like, this is terrible salsa. What's going on here? And they look at the back and they're like, it's made in New York City. Oh, true. And everybody was so mad about it. That's how I feel about New York. I think it's fine. I don't think that I can thrive there. Yeah. 
I like New York, but I will say this. It is the one place I have ever gotten a migraine. (laughs) I've never had a migraine before until I spent a couple days in New York. My I just migraines. think that's interesting. Like it was, uh, it was, and it was a true like I can't do light now. Yeah, migraine. I've never had one before or since. So I don't know. I just think that's interesting. I just think it's really funny that mine is sunlight and yours is the city of New York. <laughs> just, and I like New York. I like the pace of it. Um, I'm unfortunately well past the part of my life in which I could live there. Right. It was either like 22 or never. I agree. I think that New York has to get you young, like chicken pox. Yeah, I couldn't go back. Not that I'm like, <laughs> yeah, now we've been vaccinated and we have the shingles. We're good. Uh, yeah, if you go back to New York, you'll get the shingles. Yeah. Speaking of cities, though, walking Mavi back to my apartment, not even down an alley. I've been, I've been known to take some alleys in my day, which my partner does not like because according to him, alleys smell. Um, not, I mean, to, not to good old Jen Dangerous oh, here. Yeah, I was Don't like, smell they to me. do. Like, they're but... quite lovely in Chicago. Yeah. Um, apparently I'm alone in that, but I was taking the sidewalk like a normal he- human and running towards me was a rat. It was you were a ra- running at you? Running toward me. I think in Mavi. And, um, it was like that scene, like in any movie where like the ship is sinking and the rats are like running away. Oh! I know. I was like, Oh my God, what's this rat running from? Thank God there's only one of them. Anyway, I, I forget where I was going with this, but Mavi dodged across the sidewalk and almost got it in her mouth. And I went, Wah! Like, I made, like, a whoa, 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 like, grabbed her, and she didn't get it. And the rat did, like, an about face. Like, it, like, pivoted. It, like, did, like, like this a three, is way worse. Did, like, a three-point turn. was like, I'm going back. So I ran the other way. And uh, this is why I like city living. There was a guy uh, standing, like, walking nearby. I don't know what he was doing. He had, like, a big grocery bag, hunched over, couldn't see his face. He might have been, might have been intoxicated because we were right near a bar. I don't know. He did not give a fuck. No. He didn't even look at me. And I screamed. I screamed, <laughs> rat! Like, I almost <laughs> said the word rat. Oh, my God. Jen, it's just it's so funny because when you first said I was in an alley and a rat was running towards me, I definitely thought it was like a sleeping beauty situation where it's just like my animal friends, <laughs> you know, they're all it kind of maybe he had a secret message for me or something. And Maddie f- <laughs> messed it up. It's like, I have something very important to tell you. Hurry, come, hurry, come. <laughs> so I need to tell a, a Chicago, another gross Chicago story, because um, my friend Pat is from New York City. And he's not from New York City, but he loves living in New York City. Oh, pizza. And, and he legit gets a little bummed out when I trash on New York City. But I need you to know, like, I trash on New York City the way I, tra- I trash on, like, World of Warcraft. You know, it's yeah. just like, it's just it's just funny for me to, to do. And you could do it back to me. It's fine. Except that Chicago is amazing. Except don't do that. Right. Except if you, if you make fun of Chicago, I'll, I'll smack you. Like, I genuinely, that's the other thing, is I definitely genuinely and deeply feel defensive when people talk about Chicago. I know. Like, I can dish it out, but I cannot I take can't. it. I can't. I cannot deep dish it. So here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I uh, I don't enjoy deep dish pizza. I don't eat it. I don't eat cheese. But I will defend to the death y- my not- right to eat it. Well, also, like, I will uh, offend to the death. What is the opposite of that? Because I don't want anybody to make fun of it. I don't want you to have the right to make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> no free speech when it comes to deep dish pizza. You're just not allowed to talk badly about Chicago. You know who else does that? Our stupid, dumb, asshole president. Do you want to be like the president? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay, it's not cool when Trump does it. Yeah. You know? And it's not cool when you do it either. Case closed. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, is it your turn to read? I think so. Because was it last time we recorded and you were too sick to read the question? I think that might be right. Okay. Hi, Jen and Trin. A couple months ago, I had a roommate move in. We generally get along very well. We seem to have the same standard of cleanliness for the shared kitchen. We have a good bit in common and have lots to talk about when we do want to hang out. We both need a good bit of downtime at home and we are good about respecting each other's quiet time. 
That said, I'm a super ask person, and to add to that, I'm originally from New York, so I was sorry about this episode that you had to listen to Stress on Your City. <laughs> that turned out pretty funny. Um, originally from New York, so I was raised with a really blunt communication style and a willingness to help people out without much thought. If something needs to be done and I have time to do it, I just do it. But I've started to realize that this seems to stress out my very Midwestern roommate. A recent example is that, after having had a few beers so he was not as reserved as usual, he walked out of his room to find me doing dishes, including his dishes, and he exclaimed, Oh my gosh, why are you doing my dishes? I'm really sorry I left them so long. I can do them. The thing is, I just don't think that much about doing the dishes. There are dishes in the sink. I clean them. We even have a dishwasher, so this isn't a huge chore. It never crossed my mind until that moment that doing the dishes could be interpreted as passive-aggressive criticism of him leaving dishes in the sink. I was just cleaning. When he moved in, I was on vacation, and when I got home, he had stuffed all of his stuff in his bedroom. Apparently, since I wasn't here to tell him it was okay to put stuff in the living room or dining room or use that space to stage his boxes as he unpacked, he felt like it might not be okay and had it all piled up in his room so he could barely walk. In my head, it's bizarre that he wouldn't see common space as a place he can put his stuff to when we're splitting the rent, or at least just ask me what would be okay. But I think that maybe I was supposed to anticipate this somehow. Basically, I think he's a great roommate, but it's recently occurred to me that my upfront, super-ask New York approach to life might be stressful for this poor Midwestern man. Since I have Joey's company, I'd like not to stress him out too much. What are some things I can do to be a better roommate? Thanks, pronouns she, her. I, for one, am impressed to see a man respecting a woman's space. <laughs> yeah! Yeah. Yeah, like, we, Jen and I, as we always say, we read the question before we go on to the episode, and, like, the first thing I thought when I read this was that this guy probably has anxiety about cleaning because of a, like, a, a foundational understanding of how chores work. Like, from families where, like, maybe one of your parents uh, passive-aggressively used to clean really loud near you to get you to clean, which is, um, that's abusive. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty manipulative. Yeah, just, you know, it's abusive in such that you should just tell your child, like, oh, hey, it's time to clean. Right. Not, like, yeah, and that's not uncommon, Trin. It's like a pattern in abusive parents like they do something loudly to be passive aggressive to get what they want as opposed to communicating clearly right and I, and like I never want to diagnose anybody um, especially because this is also like third-hand information about this this guy the first thing we thought was that this may come from like a, a family misunderstanding of how to deal with chores and how to communicate your needs and then secondly I was like oh it's I'm glad that he's veering on this side of the line though. yeah that's true like a true Midwesterner they feel guilty all the time <laughs> And they don't know how to communicate exactly how they feel. Yeah. Even though he is not acting exactly as like the, like the most copacetic way for you guys to interact sort of thing, he's at least starting in a place where you know you can talk to him about this. Like yeah. you can tell he, he cares. Yeah, he cares deeply about how he's interacting in your space. And man, the opposite would be much worse, wouldn't it? Right. Um, also, you mentioned, I didn't pick this up when I first read the question, but you've only lived together a couple of months and he was the one to move into the space. So he probably still feels not quite like a guest because he's paying rent. He's not a guest. He lives there. But maybe just a little bit of extra responsibility to your shared surroundings. Right. And I think the asker probably knows this, that this is going to be one of those things that the two of you are going to figure out with time. So Jen and I, mostly, I think what we have for you are different scripts and ways you can talk about this and a variety of reasons why this might be happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is what living together means, whether it's like roommates or friends or spouses. You meet in the middle, you compromise the best you can, and everyone brings their own baggage and anxieties and style of communicating to the table. And uh, you kind of you kind of work out what works best and what doesn't with time. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jen. Let's talk about this from the perspective of the asker. So the asker mentioned, speaking of asking, 
that they are an ask person. Mm -hmm. And in case you missed that on the show, um, Jen and I often talk about this very old Metafilter thread where uh, it was discussed ask and guess culture. Guess culture is a, a loose term for the understanding of th these are people who don't mind asking for things, but they also don't mind hearing no. So they'll ask you for a ride to a place. And if you say no, it doesn't hurt them at all. And there's no stress at all attached. For people who are guests, if the guest side of the culture, they will not ask for things even when they need them because hearing a no is extremely stressful for them. So from the question, it seems like the asker is an ask culture, a more straightforward kind of person. And uh, the roommate, we should name the roommate so it's easier to talk about him. Stewie. So Stewie is very clearly a guest culture. He thinks that he should anticipate your needs. Um, so the first way to stem that off is tell him your needs immediately. Yeah. Be extremely straightforward because he needs to hear these things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good that's a good approach here. One way to do this is to lie and say you enjoy cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you do enjoy maybe cleaning. Maybe you do. I personally do. I love cleaning. I love cleaning. Just I find gross. it very soothing. Yeah. Not all the time. I don't mind. I don't really like cleaning a bunch of like clutter, but I, how do I, how do I phrase this? Like I like scrubbing. I, yeah. I like cleaning when there, when things go back in places. Yeah. If something doesn't have a place to go and, you, and then you have like a whole new stress, what do I do with this thing? That's not my favorite kind of cleaning. Anyway, this isn't about me. Trin, you wrote a great note here, which is you may need to clean a little more subtly, a little less aggressively, like we said. Like, watch how much noise you're making. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just so common, I feel like, for, I think, and maybe this is just because we're all on Tumblr, but I feel like for millennials and, like, young Gen X, it is very common for our parents to have taught us to listen for them cleaning. So there's a, a few things you could say is like, oh, hey, you know me. I would always say something if I needed you to clean. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. I'm very straightforward. I'll let you know. Don't worry. Or, hey, assume everything is fine unless I tell you otherwise. Or, hey, we don't have to clean at exactly the same time for me to feel like you clean. I know you, dude. Like you're you're doing fine. Yeah. Like I know you cleaned the fl kitchen floor yesterday. Thank you. I'm just going to do my share right now. Right. I'm sorry to put more work on you, Asker. Because uh, you already did the work of asking like for help on this. Uh, but some of this is going to rest on you um, just in this situation. I know that your roommate will chill out with time. And the work that he's going to have to do is to not guess that you're mad at him. Because that's what's happening. Oh, he's, right. He doesn't know what's going on inside your head. And his first guess is that you're mad. That's coming, I think, from a place of having been wounded. Yeah, or having a bad roommate situation, having a, a negative experience with this growing up. Right. And uh, of course, even if you say, I'm not mad or anything, they might not believe it, but right. you can still say your piece. What I really want to do is sprinkle a little bit of your ask over him and a little bit of their guess over you. Absolutely, Jen. I completely agree with that. I think you could do, I say you could do a better job, but like that is such a, a not the right way that I mean this. So Yeah, and, yeah. We're just giving you options, you know. I actually think it's wonderful to be asked in this situation because I wish I could tell your roommate to trust that you would be outspoken if something needed to be done. Mm -hmm. um, also, you asked the question, what are some things I can do to be a better roommate? The fact that you're even asking that tells it's us so you're good. a great roommate. Like, oh that's God. what a nice feel-good question for the holidays we got. Yeah, I, I'm so happy that you are immediately like, hey, this is a problem. I am doing the work. And you're heading this off the pass. You've only been roommates for a couple of months now. If you had emailed us two years in the future, we'd be like, oh, oh, sweetie, you're going to have to have a family meeting. Yeah, you, you got to meet in your very clean living room and talk this out. Right. But right now, I definitely think where you're at, you're at the point where this is um, an 
offhand comment situation where you can say something like the the whole we don't have to clean it at the exact same time for me to know that you do housework. Yes, it's fine, dude. exactly. Yeah, I had that uh, like almost same conversation with my partner when we moved in together. I can't remember the context because it was it was like seven years, eight years ago now. But I said something like, hey, just so you know, I don't think you're lazy for not doing this. Right. And that was like a big fear of his that I thought he was like, because he was watching TV instead of cleaning at that moment, it was like, fine, it's fine. Yeah. For me and my partner, um, one of the things that has been helpful for us is that we always thank each other, even if we are doing chores that we're supposed to do. Yes. And it's because it's less a, oh, thank you so much, sweetie, for doing the dishes, even though you're there half your dishes. It's more like, hey, I see you doing that. That is huge. You know, Um, and so and I know that there's like a there's a for a very, very, very good reason. We talk about how men should not be thanked for cleaning or for taking care of their own kids. Totally true. Absolutely. But when we're talking about a situation like this where there's a mutual misunderstanding of the importance of like everyday household chores, I think calling out, I see you doing that. Yes. Thank you. Good work. Okay, go team. I think that that's. Yeah. Thanks for being such a great roommate. Thanks for being so understanding. I think that might that might go far. And again, you can't convince them that you feel this way. It will come. It will come down to how they filter information, what they hear versus what they really hear. But do remember that they are looking for cues and signals from you. So let's say this is a couple months down the road. And again, Jen and I both kind of think that this is going to be resolved and just like giving each other clearer signals, especially on your end, because uh, you are used to being uh, brave and bold. And this guy is not neither brave nor bold. (laughs) If this goes two months down the line and it's still he's overly apologizing, he has no uh, none of his arts on the walls because he just doesn't feel like he owns Mm -hmm. the space or whatever. That is time, I think, for you not to like call the family meeting necessarily, but to say like, hey, I think we need to have just a quick discussion. Like you live here, too. You know that, right? I don't want you to feel like you're a guest in my house. And like if you eat some freaking cereal and you live the bowl in the sink for a few hours, like no one's going to cry about it. Put up your Jimmy World poster. Yeah. Put up your Nine Inch Nails poster, your anime titties poster, like whatever you need (laughs) to make it feel like it's your space. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that might go a long way. Um, like Trin said, that's, I don't think we're at that point yet, but it's good to keep that in mind that you have that option down the road. If this doesn't appear to, if he doesn't, if he doesn't appear to relax a little about the rules of the house, like you can bend your communication style a bit, but you don't have to change yourself. And we wouldn't really ask this of your roommate either. So until you have like this, maybe more significant conversation, I mean, I like your offhand comment idea. I also like using humor. Like, Hey, every time you feel bad that I did your dishes, you have to give me a dollar. (laughs) Like, just so they acknowledge, like, hey, I see that you're apologizing and you don't you don't need to. Oh, man, that reminds me about. Uh, so it's funny because Jen and I have both had this exact problem with our our male partners. Yeah. Um, and my partner had the, the same issue and he's an incredible baker. So what I say is because I uh, as I mentioned, I love cleaning because I'm not tidy and it's partially due like I say to my ADHD it's very hard for me to keep things in order so I always have to take like an hour a day to put everything back in its place Mm -hmm. because that's the only way that I'll clean because I don't do it during the day sort of thing yeah Um, you don't clean as you go exactly so like he'll see me clean for an hour but it'll just be me cleaning up my own fucking messes you know (laughs) anyway that's just how you operate exactly but he'll be like oh like oh I feel so bad and I'm like bake me some cookies then yeah like then if you feel so bad do something about it right like (laughs) because it's fine because he loves baking it makes the apartment smell like cookies and then we get cookies and he, he feels like oh I 
I gave you something back. Right. Which right. is obviously unnecessary. But some people really want to be givers. And it really it's like people that have trouble receiving gifts. Right. Like they would so rather not you get them a gift. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you might be doing them a favor by being like, okay, uh, do you want to take out the garbage? They weren't even. I totally agree. Or like um, one of those tasks that has to get done like every season, but you don't do it all the time. You know, like say the whole house is like pretty clean and they're like, oh, man, just say like, OK, then, you know, if you want, uh, why don't you clean the baseboards down this weekend or like scrub the shower? Like neither of us want to do that. Yeah. And if you feel like you want to do something, go for it. Yeah. I mean, if you want, sure. Or, hey, why don't you drop off rent at the mailbox this time? Call yeah. it even. Like cool. give, giving them something. A Midwestern people really like that. Yeah. Um, they want to make like a fair deal with you. Yeah. Yeah. And shake hands. Yes. So you wrote, I'm from New York. I'm from New York and I was raised with a really blunt communication style and willingness to help people out without much thought. Something needs to be done and I have time to do it. I just do it. Midwesterners are like that too. Like my dad will just like clean do ever like 40 people's dishes without even thinking even though we have a dishwasher yeah but like okay and so like i don't know your dad this deeply but if it were any other midwestern middle-aged male he would be holding that over your head like well i spent all yeah that's true my dad's exceptional yeah that's a good point like a good point your dad kind of kicks ass yeah that's true that's true and he he might be he might be annoyed if anyone else did the dishes now that i think about it right yeah yeah that's a good point but maybe this person is similar to my father (laughs) Oh, he's a daddy. <laughs> daddy Bane. <laughs> Dr. Stuart Bane. Stewie? Right? Stewie? Is that what we did? I think yeah. we did name him Stewie for yeah. some reason. Yeah. That was um, incredible. I, I think that, so th- like I'm going to go out on a limb here, Jen. Yes. I think that both of these roommates are going to come out better on the other side of this roommate relationship. I think that they are going to teach each other a whole shitload of things. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, so I've had so many roommates in my lifetime, uh, and I've had, like, bad roommates. Yes, you have. I really have. I had somebody put my phone number in 4chan. Um, Like, I, uh, but I've had good roommates. And I've had, uh, like, my, my favorite roommate of all time, my best friend uh, Andy and I lived together. He was, like, one of my first roommates out of college. And we both, he was messy. It was, like, messy as fuck, you know? And I learned how to live with somebody who's messy as hell and have a, not, not necessarily lower standards for cleanliness, but a better understanding of, yeah, that bowl's going to be in the sink for four hours or I'm going to clean it. But you know what? I'm going to just I'm just going to deal with it in the sink and wait till he cleans it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. And I think that that will happen for you as well. You will get a better idea of how to uh, tread gently with somebody like your very tender, delicate roommate and your very tender, delicate roommate, Stewie. (laughs) I don't want to call him Stewie anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it reminds me of Family Guy and I don't like that. What's your name? But like, it sucks because Stuart's such a nice name. It's a lovely name. Did you know that I almost dated this guy in high school and uh, his name was Stu and I didn't realize that his real name was Kevin, but people called him Stu because he was stupid. No, because <laughs> yeah. he liked to eat stew. No, he was. That's rude. Well, he, he was stupid. Was he? Was he stupid? It's a little stupid. But here's the thing. <laughs> That's like, not nice. It's not. But he thought it was really funny. Okay. And <laughs> you know, I'm glad he was in on it. <laughs> but uh, wow. Okay, that was, that was a wow, sidebar. I don't know why that killed me so much. I just think it's really funny that like called him stew. 
because he was stupid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do you guess do you, that tracks? Do you remember the story about how when I was like 15 and I went to my first kissing party and I didn't know what to do, so I read White Fang at their their parents' <laughs> bar while they all played Spin the Bottle oh. in the other room? That's where I met Stu. And it turned out we went to high school together. That's and I was like, adorable. he's cute. And I'm like, your name's fucking Kevin? Like, what happened yeah. here? And he's like, <laughs> Kevin, but I go by Stuart. <laughs> um, anyway, I was all to say What do you think of White Fang? Oh, what did I think of White Fang? I, Jack uh, London and his dogs. So I was uh, 14, 15, and half of my brain was thinking, oh my God, there's people kissing in the other room. The other half of my brain was just like, nature, the call of the wild. Yeah. You know, so like it's very hard for me to piece together how I felt about the book because there were so many emotions going on inside of me. And you'll never look at that book the same way. Like it will no. always remind you of Stewie. Yeah, I think <laughs> I need to like finally like read it cover to cover now. Because it, it's funny because it was going to be either White Fang or Black Beauty because my friend was a horse girl before horse girls were like a thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, we had horse. Yeah. You had I, horse I, girls I, as I well. I was friends with my fair share of horse girls. Like, okay, oh, real quick. I would like to talk about horse girls. Yes, please. So my horse girlfriend, um, incredible person, like one of like the, the coolest people I know, um, she was an incredible illustrator, but drew horses only. Horses? Only. only horses. Only only horses. And that's one of the hardest things. All my like cartoonists and illustrator friends say horses and hands are yes. extremely hard to draw, especially horses. But she only drew horses. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> Not people riding the horses. Like there were books about how to draw horses like all over her room and stuff. And it was but that was it. So what this is to say is one horse girls have special talents and I know we make fun of them but just like you know basic bitches that drink pumpkin spice lattes let women like the things they like it's fine and where we started with all of this was how these two roommates are going to learn things and how the sweet delicate male roommate here I think will learn better how to not assert himself, but to be very clear about what his needs are and to be clear about what's stressing him out. Oh, he just wants to do okay. He just wants to do okay. Give him a little gold star and be like, best roommate. Yeah, and if he ever oversteps his boundaries at all, <laughs> take away that fucking take star. Take away the star. Are you like, you're canceled. Uh, go do the dishes. Yeah, you're canceled. I guess this has been, been uh, has oh, it been? Oh, oh, um, do you want to save your warm update for next time? Oh, or no, let's do, do it. Now? it. Okay, let's so we got an email uh, from a nice person who wanted to know, uh, wanted some updates from Trin on your, not your your bodily worm that you had that one time. Peter, yes. No, not Peter, the stomach. The parasite Not worm. the parasite, but the <laughs> worms you once had as pets. So there was this video going on around the internet. Um, uh, so Eleanor shared this video in the Plants channel of the Slack for our office. And it's this guy named Tim Pierce who works in the mollusk section of the Carnegie Museum of Natural History. And Tim Pierce is my male oh alter my ego God. name, Tim I've decided. Tim Pierce, Trim, Trim Pierce. I know. So like I go, um, just so you guys know, so I did get married, as you know. Mm-hmm. I guess we're keeping this in. I was going to cut this whole thing. Whatever you want to do. No, because yeah, it's a good the marriage story. arc. We both got married. Yeah. So um, I I am going to be, I'm going to have my husband's last name legally because it's easier with him as an immigrant. But I'm going to go by my old last name, Garitano, professionally. So in real life, my name is Trin Pierce, which is very similar to Tim Pierce. This guy looks very happy. This guy. This is Tim Pierce here at Carnegie Museum of Natural History. Oh. With a snail joke for you. I <gasps> hope you can hear this, Ian. What does it take to change a light bulb? It just takes one. But it takes a long time. I love him so much. <laughs> 
much. Comedy gold. Ian, uh, if that audio didn't, I don't think it did get picked up uh, that we were listening to. I'll send you the link. Also, if this, if this gag doesn't work at all, I will definitely not be hurt by us cutting this entire thing. Anyway, uh, what were the fuck were we talking about Worms. before this? Worms. Okay, I'm going to give you an update on all the living things that are in my home. First of all, the worms are dead. What happened was... <laughs> so they are not, no they longer are with us. no longer with us. Um, so what happened was over the <laughs> summer, I kept them in a nice like plastic container in the top of my closet. And it turns out that according to the laws of physics, heat rises. And so on the hottest day of the year, we don't have an air conditioner in the fucking closet because it's oh, like there's right. no sunshine. Like right. how would it get that hot? Um, I baked my worms oh. on accident and, and I was so bummed out. I was bummed out for like weeks and weeks and I was like, I can't have anything. This is, this is just like the human condition is everything we touch, we try to help and then it dies. And you know, I was, I was really emotional about it. But then my friend Lindsay mailed me snails. Um, so and you got the fuck over it. I got the fuck over it. <laughs> I love my snails. My snails are doing great. So my worms are dead, as I mentioned. But my snails are doing amazing. Um, uh, all six of them are doing great. Jen, oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you this. I had a snail scare Ooh. two weeks ago. So only three of the six snails are named. There's Lizzo, the largest and most beautiful snail. Uh, then, oh wait, no, I'm sorry, four out of six are named. So there's Lizzo, there's Mary and Pippin, and then there's Plippin. Ooh. So Mary and Pippin. No, Pippin. Mary and Pippin are in love. And uh, Mary has a blue dot on their shell. You introduced me to them. Right. Yeah. And then Pippin has a red dot on their shell. But Plippin was supposed to have two red dots, but I smeared one. <laughs> so I call him Plippin because he's like Pippin, but a little fucked up. Uh, and Plippin. Uh, I was cleaning out the, the tank and I was like, oh, wow, I have only five snails in my hands. What happened? And usually when that ha what happens is I find one of them like attached to a leaf on one of the plants, like no big deal. And I, uh, I was cleaning out the substrate because I take out the substrate and I bake it once a month to get rid of all like anything that's in it. Just like in the oven, in the microwave? Mm -hmm. In the oven. That's cool. Uh, and, uh, Does that and, smell? Sorry to interrupt you. Yes. Does it smell interesting? Uh, well, so I open up the window, the door and put on the fan because I don't even want to, I don't want to risk that shit. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, it smells a little earthy, but it's not like strong. Yeah. Especially if I let it, because um, it only stinks if I bake it when it's super wet. Oh, that makes sense. Right. Uh, anyway, so plipping. So I, <laughs> I slap every time you say that. I watered the tank because uh, it's a planted tank of like plants and stuff. And so I uproot. This is so complicated. So it's fine. <laughs> the way that my terrarium works is I have different um, varieties of tradescancha that are planted inside of the tank because tradescanchas are very hardy and they can grow in water. So I have them uh, planted in and I uproot everything because it's really lightly packed or whatever. And then I bake the substrate and I put them back in. So I pulled out Plippin from one of the Tradescanchas and I thought he was dead. He was gray and like really like stuffed up. And I was like, oh, it's cold. I Googled it and I was like, how do I know if snail is dead? Turns out there's no way to know wow. if your snail is dead or hibernating unless oh, it starts smelling. Oh, no. That's the only way. And then the way that you, <laughs> way you figure it out is you have to bother the snail enough that it, to, wakes, that it wakes up. up. Oh, my God. So snails hate light. They don't Just like, like you. They hate light. They hate being shaken and touched. 
just uh, like us. So that's what I did to Plippin, and I put him in a little container by a light, and then eventually he woke up. In oh a few my hours. gosh, I'm so glad he was just he was sleepy. okay. He was just a sleepy little beast. He's like, what? I gave him a little what? tickle, <laughs> but then Plippin. I felt I felt really bad, so I gave him a fresh spinach leaf. That's nice. Yeah, um, reward him for his trouble. And then uh, my cats are doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, the orange disaster, whose name is Dargo and whose nickname is Boogers because of his seasonal allergies. Mm-hmm. Pissed in my bed in such a way. It was as though he was running and pissing at the same time. And the splash uh, pattern and trajectory of the piss went diagonally across the entire bed. We should get a blood spatter scientist in there to dissect exactly what he was doing, what he intended what to he was do. Thinking. Yeah. yeah, I actually took pictures of it because it was unbelievable. He was making art. It was as though he like drank two liters of Mountain Dew. <laughs> He's went, a gamer. Went to a World of Warcraft raid for six hours. Then was like, Mom, the Hot Pockets, and pissed all over my bed. <laughs> I can make these jokes because I was a World of Warcraft like 40 oh, hours God. a week raider. Um, this anyway. might be your funniest episode yet. You're <laughs> crushing any- it. Oh, my gosh. Jen, I need to know how you feel about this. Okay. So I had a new vet. So because of the pissing. Yes. I took bugs always into, with the pissing. That always guy. with the pissing. That guy. <laughs> so I took bugs to the vet because I was like, "This is weird," you know. Like you still laughing about mom the hop. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. But like he bugs pees in our bed only when I don't empty the litter boxes for one day. So bugs is is very meticulous about the litter boxes. We have three of them. And only two cats. And I have to empty them every single morning. Every single morning. one? Yes. I have to empty. Wow. Or else I'll get mad and pee on the bed. We figured it out. Like, that was, that was his craziness. But all the litter boxes were clean. And it was just so strange. And it was just like, Jen, like, the amount of piss. It was like a bucket of piss spilled diagonally across like you had water balloons and was, like, filled yes. with piss and was tossing them at your bed. Exactly. <laughs> so I took it in the vet. Um, and they, like, test him, whatever. Uh, they're like, he's fucking fine. It's no big deal. Um, just angry. Yeah. Just an angry teen. And the vet was a new vet that I'd never met before. I'd been going to the vet for a long time. And he said the phrase verbatim, this phrase verbatim, three on three different times in our maybe 20-minute conversation. Licking his little pink cat penis. He was like, Did you, have you seen him licking his little pink cat penis? What about, like, is he, is he leaving alone his little pink cat penis? And I was just like, okay, so first of all. Wait, once is noteworthy. It's just so many details. Three, three times. So many little adjectives. pink cat. Little pink cat penis. Little pink cat penis. Because it wasn't little pink cat penis. It was little. Oh, that means he enjoyed saying this. It was a phrase that he enjoyed. I am so upset. Yeah. Oh, is this person like on weird Twitter? Come on, man. You don't just say that thing. You don't say it more than once. He seemed, you know, harmless enough. Yeah. You know, but I was just like. But we got some, we got three glaring signals here. Little pink cat penis. You have, okay. You have to. I found it so odd. Jen, That's so odd. I found it so odd that this is what ended up happening because this was a couple of weeks ago. So first I texted it to my partner because yeah, yes. I was like, is this strange? And he's like, yes, this was strange. And I go, is this weird Twitter strange? And he was like, yes, but I do not feel that you should tweet it. I feel this is private Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, I, I am so weirded out by that. I am too. But so, but I, this is my, this is my theory. 
And I'm going to test it because I'm going to go back Yeah, again. I was going to say, we have to see if this happens again. And I've never, so I, I just go to the practice. I don't really care which vet they give me. I'm going to request yes. this vet again. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, I'm sorry, but you have to do this in the name of science. I do. Unfortunately, um, Boogs doesn't need to go back to the vet for like a full year because he's young. So he doesn't need an annual. I'm going to set a calendar reminder. Yes. Yeah, One a, year from now. 2020. Little cat penis. Little cat penis. God, I hope he gets, uh, I hope he pieces on your bed again so you have to take him in. Um, I might, so Roasty needs, so Roasty, the next living creature in my apartment, she's the three-legged 14-year-old stompy beast that I love mm. so much. She's going to go in uh, every year for her geriatric. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> so maybe Presumably, I'll be like. he won't say that to her, right? Right, because she does not have a little pink cat penis. But the but, word pink is just, and the word little. I no, Lil. Lil. That's even worse. Thank you. I agree. Lil pink. Anyway, so I'm going to go in and I'll just, and I'll pro- he'll probably ask me for an update. On, uh, probably a very book. specific update. About his little pink, pink cat, cat penis. I am. Did you I, know that they're barbed? Ooh. Cat what? penises have barbs on them. Like barbed wire? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, for getting it in there. <laughs> <laughs> this has been friendshiping with Jen and Trent. <laughs> God, like we got very serious all of a sudden. Uh, I'm still reeling. I am not over that. We have to end this this episode. Yeah, I I need to go sit and think about this for a long time. <laughs> we have to end this episode because this was definitely not what we were talking about. I don't know what thread this came off of. We were probably giving someone genuine help. I'm very sorry. And we went in a completely different direction <laughs> and started talking about my cat's penis. Not just your cat's penis. A little pink. pink. Cat penis. Oh, it gets um, worse the more I say it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you want to follow me at Trent and Tonic, you can. Jen at Jen Dangerous, two N's, second N's for no talking about the cat That's penis. right. If you would like to send us a question, you can at friendshipingpodcast at friendshippingpodcast at <laughs> gmail.com. Because I'm afraid if I slur the word, they're going to think that it's called friendshipping. Yep. And lots of people friendshipping. think- People think it's called do friendship at the problem. Yep. Which is also That's fine. very cute. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, but you can't find our Twitter that way. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Monica Verma for agenting. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Alex Cox for podfathering and audio daddying. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Okay, so I'm going to give you a quick uh, living things in Trim's... Uh, trim. I, I called myself Trim. Yay. You have to cut that, Ian. <laughs> do not let that get put in. Ian, you know what to do.